0: Good day and welcome to The Big Interview. After serving five years as Technical Director for SAFA, National Soccer League and Bafana Bafana legend Neil Tovey will be stepping away from the role and heading home. There have been conflicting reports as to why, be they health or financial concerns, but on today's show, he clears the air and gives his thoughts on the state of local football and where it can be improved. I'm your host, Slu Paho, and this is SL Radio. Soccer Duma Radio. I'm very happy to be joined on the line by the National Soccer League's all-time leader in appearances, Mr. Neil Tovey, the legend himself. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. After five years as technical director at SAFA, you'll be stepping away. And uh, there is some contradiction as to why a SAFA spokesperson came out and stated it was a health reason, but an unnamed official said you were frustrated with lack of budget. Um, Which one is true?
1: No, as my contest came up to... Uh, had a five-year contract which I signed in 2015, which ended, uh, of June. Um, Safa <clears throat> so did offer me a, a new contract, but uh, I, f- I felt that it was now time. I've been away from my family for five years. Um, it's now time to come back home and, uh, and start a new chapter in, in, in my life. Um, yes, we all do know Safa has, has some really, really tough times ahead with regards to the finances. But uh, they were very, very good to me and have always been good to me. So, uh, you know, i just like to thank Sofa
0: for that. When you first accepted the position back in 2015, what was your vision? Uh, I know you work closely with uh, local coaches and uh, development structures. What were you hoping to do and, and what do you feel you've accomplished now that you're leaving? Well,
1: there was, there was different aspects to it. Uh, the one was to try to get our national teams back uh, into their qualification processes, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we should, as a country, be far better in terms of making sure that we qualify for all major competitions. And I think that was one of my first uh, objectives. Um, and on that point, I think it, it was achieved. I think we just have to have a look at uh, in, uh, since 2015, every single team in, in SAFA, uh, has has uh, qualified for a major competition. By the under 20 women, who have always had a tough hurdle against Nigeria, uh, in 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 their last stage to to qualify for a major competition. So, the under 17 boys have qualified for the World Cup. The under 17 girls for a World Cup. The under 20 men are back-to-back World Cup qualification. Under 23 men are back-to-back uh, Olympic Games qualifications. Um, and Yana, they have Olympic Games qualification and World Cup qualification. And now recently, Bufana qualified for, for the AFCON. So, so in that area, they certainly, in the last five years since 2015, it's really, really gone well. Yes, it needs to go to the next stage where they now go from the qualification process to now Getting into the knockout stages of major competitions quite regularly. So that was going to be the next chapter and the next vision. But the other area was one of, of, um, getting youth development back on track. Uh, and for that, I implemented, I put provincial technical officers into, into the various provinces to do the technical directors work. They were like the a technical director, but in the province. And regions, it was accomplished, but unfortunately, they only had a two-year, uh, two-year contract, which was was hoping to for it to continue. The resources at the moment don't allow it, but I hope Sofa will look into it and and look to how they can continue in that process.
0: Uh, from that player development perspective, uh, what do you make of the current uh, situation regarding academy structures in the in the country, as well as the competitions like MDC and uh, Varsity Football? Um, do 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 you think that these structures are are, are benefiting the long term progression of, of 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 the kids? Yeah, there is
1: definitely. Uh, I mean, our academy structures they they need more. If I can talk it structure in, in, in the approach, which was also one of my next would have been one of my next projects. Um given the fact that already in Fa we have an Academy League, uh a sixteen team A Academy A League and a, and a 14 team, I think Academy B League, which will probably go to sixteen teams. So that was really in in the structure in KZN that that's also in effect. Uh, in the Western Cape is in effect. So, we wanted to get a country wide cutting, um, country development league where you could put the, the best competition against the best because when you do a league development, that's what you want. So, uh, that was part of the next phase is now to take uh, all these leading academies, get them into leagues, being competitive in their own province, and then getting uh, those winners and, and, and the top academies then to play uh, in a national lockout, uh, national, national sort of, you could always, there was an idea of every bar monthly get them to play in, in their respective um, zones, if you could talk it through and then get to the combination of, of, of a final. And zones of uh, KZN could pair up with the free states and uh, Pumalanga and uh, but it could pair it up with Karsteng, North West, and you know the Larks, and the
0: Eastern Cape with the Western Cape and uh, Northern Cape. So that was sort of sort of the thought process. It sounds kind of like you you'd have an almost, uh, I guess, Champions League structure in that sense, in terms of you know dividing it up according to okay, you qualify in your region and then you join this larger competition. Is that the right sense?
1: Yeah, what what you wanted to do is you wanted them to try, you know, obviously play in their own province first, and then, and then once you've got that running and running effectively well with various, uh, with the various leagues just running smoothly, from that you can take it to the next where you get zonal winners, and those zonal winners then come together for national winners. So, Um, That was uh, the the sort of plans, uh, the future plans, and so I just hope they, they can continue as well
0: you can't go on and do the same thing over and over. It's like my friend when he went out last night. He didn't eat your french fries. You want to reheat them today and expect them to taste like... (laughs) They can't. Catch the car wash with Teko Modise and Sean Roberts. Only on SL Radio, brought to you by Sokola Duma. In terms of the coaching, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of former players naturally going into coaching. Uh, There's this continued idea that we don't, support coaches enough or, or that they could get more faith um, instilled into them. Um, do you believe that there's enough support for South Africa's homegrown coaches in your view?
1: Look, you know, you, you, you're coming from a factor where, where it's a PSL and the NFD with a professional leagues. Now, anywhere in the world, and you can see in the major leagues around the world, you don't have only local coaches. So it's not going to happen. When I can't go tell uh Kaiser Matong, uh who chooses his coach. Uh, they've got to be comfortable with the coaches. We have we have proven that we have the top we have top coaches in this country and I think it was just I think it was almost two years ago where we had I think it was Bob Bart, two coaches in the PSL, they were all local. So obviously that's that's the dynamics that you want. But uh all coaches have you know all teams and have their, their own uh, make their own decisions and it's up to them how uh, they feel that uh, they want to, to progress with, with their own club. So yes, we have the uh, qualified coaches. We have uh, great coaches in this country. So, you know, it's up to the coaches to to make sure that they get chosen to do the job.
0: Absolutely. Uh, now looking at uh, women's football, you have great glory in the past with uh, the Kostafa cup and Banyana Banyana. Um, how did you feel watching them perform at the World Cup the way they did, and then subsequently, um, a lot of them got their opportunities in Europe?
1: I think it's 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 gone on leaps and bounds as has women's football, and I think the major contribution you got to go back to a, a woman by the name of Fran Hilton Smith. She's done a wonderful job over the years. Um, unfortunately, she's also not with Safa anymore, um, having retired, but. Uh, women's football has come on leaps and bounds, and now with uh, the national women's league, it can only come better because there's always that that gap and that void between the SLS league and the national team mm. uh, to make uh, these ladies uh, train uh, train more often, train like professionals, like the men do, uh, and and it's gonna it's gonna take a while, it's gonna take some time, but eventually that gap will be neutralised, and as you said. But more of the players going from playing abroad internationally, that will also help help the cause. But I think um, it's it's great also that there's going to be a, a Champions League effect with with women's football as well. So so that 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 will be going to be great.
0: And you know, you look at um, say European women's football. For the longest time, there was only a, a couple of the of the of the continent's largest teams who hadn't had a woman's side, um, attached to the main one. So, so the same way there's an arsenal woman and all of that. Do you think that that will benefit if we did the same here, if there was all of the big teams have a woman's team as well attached? Uh, cause currently I believe, you know, sundowns is obviously the biggest one, but, um, I don't believe I've seen a chiefs women's team or pirates women's team. Do you think that they'd benefit from that?
1: I think that's what I've been calling for as well, Um, that they, because of one thing uh, will be that they are training in a professional environment as well. They have the club uh, back up. Um, You can see what it's done with the MDC League. But at the same time, PSL clubs have to get themselves more professional. Um, A lot of them can't be, and I'll be quite brutally honest here, you can't call them clubs. There mm-hmm. are teams. A uh, large number of those PSL teams, as I call them, have only themselves and an f b c team. What development do they have across the spectrum from younger young young players to wanting to play for their, their teams or whatever they call themselves clubs? And now to add a women's team, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know if some of them have the capacity or the want. Mm-hmm. but that's certainly where it should be along the lines where. You could have a Cape Town Roses being adopted by Cape Town City, uh, and, and it continues, you know, it continues throughout. Uh, JvW being ad- doctor, adopted by Casa Chiefs. So all the different teams that play in the National Women's League, um, you can still use a structure of all those clubs, but bring them into your main mainstream structure. And uh, I think that's of paramount importance going forward in women's football.
0: As the National Soccer League's all-time leader in appearances, it's only right that I ask what are your thoughts on the PSL's imminent return behind closed doors and in a neutral venue, and just the craziness that has been 2020 um, and the fact that we finally get our football back.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that we see our season through somewhat, somehow, um, even if it means that the next season will start a little later, Adapt. adapt. Uh, even if you have to bring festivals in uh, weekend we we weekend uh, going forward. Uh you can also extend it from uh, finishing middle May to maybe end of May. Uh, no no Christmas break just to just to make sure that we, we can finalise and going forward uh have the supportive system in place for for the the, 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 the league and the national association.
0: So if you were a betting man, uh, and the PSL should be announcing the new date and venue soon, if you were a betting man, would you place your money on Chiefs or Sundowns to take the title? Or maybe on Pirates or Vits with slimmer odds? Where, where's your thinking at?
1: No, I think it'll come from the top two. Although you don't know how the Chiefs are going to come back from the break. So yeah, it'll be difficult to predict. Diffic- you don't know how the impact's going to come. You know, Things get you got to have, there's only what six to eight fixtures remaining for some team. You've got to hit the ground running. If you don't hit the ground running, you're going to lose out.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, you are a Chiefs legend yourself. What do you make of their turnaround from last season to this current season?
1: Yeah, I think they have done immensely well. Uh, um, you know, uh, they haven't been league contenders for a long time now. So so I believe um, they've given themselves the best opportunity. they just got to
0: see it through. Absolutely. Well, Neil Tovey, it's been fantastic to have you. Thank you very much for joining me on the show and have a fantastic day further.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. That's all for the big interview for today. A big thank you to my guest, Neil Tovey, for joining me on the show. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all of the latest local football news. And subscribe to us on SL Radio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and you'll get notifications for every new show. From myself, your host, Slu Paho, and my editor, Simon Strella, have a fantastic day. Socala Duma Radio. Sokala, Sokala
1: Duma Radio.